What up, what up? The fourth quarter podcast, episode 28, Coda. Yeah, Ben, uh, tell, tell everyone why this is such a big episode. So this is the day that we tie our mother podcast, On a Dime podcast. We produced 28 episodes, Jordan, Ken, and I, and Coda and I have now also produced, well, once we finish this one, yeah. 28 episodes. You're listening to the produced 28th episode. This is uh, it. So exciting. Next week, we're really going to have to do something special. I look forward to yeah. it. It's going to be a fun week for us anyway. We'll be heading to Lake Arrowhead together. Oh my God. You know what I just realized? What? And everyone's going to hear this happening in real time. What? We might need to do a Lake Arrowhead pod. Maybe like Because I will be out of town until Thursday. Okay. So if we can't get it done Thursday, this is a little mountain vibe podcast. Well, Oregon's we'll got a have gauntlet. a bunch of... We can always gone. just watch any Oregon We can bring in our special guests. They'll be around. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. You might be hearing us from beautiful like Arrowhead next this week. This is good. We'll be creative. Yeah. I love it. I love absolutely it. love it. Well, let's start with uh, our favorite 28, Dakota. Who do you got for us this week? I have an Oregon one this week. It's good. I don't know if you know the name. Jonathan Stewart. Uh, he was yeah. actually an NFL back for a while yeah. for Carolina. Definitely. Uh, I think he was somewhere else as well. Dude was a beast at Oregon. He was like my favorite running back growing up. Was just like an absolute beast. A tank, truly. He was like... 6'1", 240 is one of those guys. Yeah. Just like an absolute tank. Yeah, he was great. He was part of that backfield where there was two of them. Yes, I can't Carolina. remember who it was, but yeah, it was a nasty backfield. Like, so underrated. The yeah. team was never good as a whole, but their yeah. run game was, like, filthy. Um, but my favorite 28 of all time um, is the great Chris Johnson. Yeah, People, another great back. This generation of like young football fans do not know how insane Chris Johnson was. Right. I haven't seen anyone in the league since Chris Johnson with like breakaway speed like yeah. that. Like it was right. unbelievable. Uh, so yeah, Chris Johnson's my favorite twenty-eight. You know who might be the closest is that new back who just got hurt in Miami. I saw a video is of him it, the how other day. How do you say day. his last name? A chain? I don't want to say his last name, but I, I saw like an Instagram that was literally said like this looks like Chris Johnson. Yeah, because yeah. no, it's, it's the crazy. two of them, them, him, and Tyreek primarily going back and forth mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the top recorded speed this year in the NFL. Yeah, that's uh, an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, for, for I think they have all there. seven of the top speeds. <laughs> This year, uh, and no I think Waddle might be in there balling, too. Dude. Ridiculous! They're crazy. Yeah. Um, I have uh, another running back actually okay. from my from my childhood. All right. I remember vividly playing Madden 2004 with Mike Vick and Co. And he was handing off my dude work done. Oh wow! I forgot about work done. Talk about a powerful back. Maybe not the fastest, but man, but just he like was, a beast. He was a a good like half a. Half a first down per carry. I feel dude, like I the totally dude forgot a about him. Yeah. Wow, good pick, good pick. You know, a little little play action to work done. I like and that. Throwing it up to Peerless Price. It was a good time. And then you just put Vic in the shotgun and scramble. Dude, it's the Madden cheat code. Unstoppable, truly. <laughs> it was. It was so fun. <laughs> so sick. Well, Code has been promising this for a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to finally get to do this. We're gonna do a bit of a, a cross examination of the QB landscape in the NFL. A QB deep dive. Um, and we're going to just jump right in for time's sake. Coda, yeah. open discussion question number one. If you had to create an active Mount Rushmore, a.k.a. four quarterbacks who are in the top tier currently, who you got and why? Oh, hey, Manuka. Manuka, would you like to come up? Maybe? What a great podcast partner. She says, I'd like to contribute here. <laughs> um, I'm going to go in order, too. 
Okay. Um, I don't really think Mount Rushmore's in order, but I'm just yeah. going to put these in order. Yeah. Uh, current, it feels like undeniable number one is going to go to Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, until proven otherwise, he has the Super Bowls. He has the numbers. I mean, he's he's a unanimous Hall of Famer, and he's probably midway through his career. That's Definitely. quite an accomplishment. Definitely. Um, number two. And I would actually say the next three quarterbacks that I have could all rotate two, three, and four sure. pretty easily, I would say. But right now, I'll go with Josh Allen as okay. my number two. And again, these other two quarterbacks, I think, could rotate through this. Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the NFL yeah, still. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Mr. Joey Burrow. Okay. The, the women fan favorite, yeah. of course. Yeah. Uh, and number four, I'll go with Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, some close calls I had were Trevor Lawrence, yeah. great hair. Um, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Um, and that's honestly about it. And I, I told you this before it started. Yeah. These are all AFC quarterbacks. They which are. Which is crazy. The AFC is unbelievably stacked. There's nothing against the NFC, but there's just these four quarterbacks just kind of like seem to be in the league of their own mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jared Goff is really underappreciated. I think Jalen Hurts is really talented. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson's really talented. But I think his pure passers, these four would be my top yeah. right now. Yeah. I love it. I think um, I think you're spot on uh, that those are the guys in the conversation. I think um, to 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 list the obvious person that you didn't list mm-hmm. who is actually in my top four. So my my mm-hmm. one through four, I had to pick an order. I think like you said, it's really Mahomes and then yeah. Um, I have Herbert at two. I think wow, in terms of honor. actual just talent, like I actually think talent. he's more of a talented quarterback than. Allen, mostly because of what's between the ears. I actually I think he makes way better decisions than yeah. Josh Allen. Um, I think, frankly, he just hasn't had um, yeah. quite the team. You know, that's funny you said that. I saw a stat like maybe a week ago that through the last two seasons, Justin Herbert has the least amount of turnover-worthy passes. I believe NFL. that. Yeah. He's been my fantasy quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over, yeah. Um, I have Josh at three. Okay. I think he's still fantastic, and I think he's actually – taking a little bit of a step forward this year, minus the New York game. Um, and I think we'll see more of that from him. I think he is starting to make better decisions and be a little bit more conservative with the ball mm-hmm. uh, and with his body, which is great. I have um, edging out Joe Burrow mostly because I actually think if we take Joe Burrow's body of work at this point, I think we've inflated him slightly. I agree with that. A little bit. Granted, he's injured currently. He looked great this past week, and that's probably who he is. But mm-hmm. I actually have Lamar Jackson just edging mm-hmm. him out a little bit. Okay. And this would just be for the title of quarterback, not necessarily the Mount Rushmore of pure passers. Super fair. I just think Lamar's having a really quite solid season, Absolutely. and I think he looks pretty exceptional. They've scored 109 points, which puts them in like the upper tier of teams for yep. sure. Um and I just think he's electric as a human. Totally. I, I will say, I had Goff in this list uh, of close. I had Burrow yep. as well. I have Brock Purdy's name as someone who I think could be here yes. if he keeps up what he's doing. I agree. His numbers are unbelievable. Similarly, he just makes a lot of really good decisions. Yes. And it makes me angry that he is the one who gets San Francisco. Dude, it it is really unique, and I've been seeing so much discourse about him recently. Yeah, about how it's just a system quarterback. He's surrounded by playmakers. So is Patrick Mahomes. So is yeah, Joe Burrow. So is Kirk Cousins. 
Um, the dude doesn't make bad plays. No. Like, he makes the right throws. And some of the throws he made last weekend were, like, really, like, darn impressive throws. Against a um, very good defense. Yeah, he's not – I mean, everyone's a system quarterback. Everyone's a quarterback in their own system. Yeah. Uh, but he passes the eye test for me. Yes. Yeah. And he's less physically gifted than someone like a Justin Fields, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about in a second. But I think it's really um, – he's just been playing quarterback for a long time. Yeah. And he's gotten time, a lot yeah. of reps. I mean, mm-hmm. if you just think about it, he's older than a lot of the quarterbacks who are currently starting, right? He's this, he's senior to Justin Fields. Yep. He's senior to Trevor Lawrence, right? There's just so a lot true. of young wow. guys. You know, he probably could have been Desmond Ritter's older brother. I mean, yeah. it's like there's a lot of guys who I just hmm. think are not as steady as him. And and we'll we'll continue to talk about him and his team later. But yeah, sure. why don't why don't we transition from that, right? So now let's yep. let's look at the complete opposite side of the spectrum, right? There's a lot of quarterbacks who either are holding their team back. In fact, um okay, good. I did write oh my gosh, I only wrote one of them. There's two <laughs> guys with the same last name and I cannot believe I re- I wrote one down. Maybe that tells me more about his team than anything. But yeah. um I got a list of Ten guys ten that I guys. think could be replaced Whoa. either okay. this season or next season. Okay. I want to hear from you. Why don't you give me your rush more of – you can give me more if you think strongly, and I'll just fill in the gaps. But who are your rush more of guys that you think need to get the axe? Their wow. team needs to move on. Okay. Well, here's what I'll do. I have three because these were like the – that absolutely came to mind. I'm going to give you two that also came to my mind, and then we can work off – Yeah the others that you have yeah two that didn't make my just like absolutely need to be replaced um and i guess you could say these are sort of controversial yeah uh, would be matt stafford okay um i have nothing against matt stafford i don't think he's not a talented quarterback yeah um obviously there's just a change that needs to be made yeah um sure it's similar to baseball reference like a dave roberts with the dodgers Yeah, yeah he's not even a bad manager it's just not working. You yeah, know, a change should be made. Yeah, um, I would also go with Geno Smith. Okay, um, I just don't think it's going to last, and there is a slight regression from last year. I just think if you're thinking for the future as organizations, both those teams should probably start looking at a young quarterback that mm-hmm. can, they can trade up for or get late in the draft. This is a huge quarterback-heavy draft this year, so yeah. a lot of teams will be able to get quarterbacks if they want them. But the three that just come to my mind when I think of this. Uh, number one, not, I guess, in any order. First one, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Um, dude's got to go. Yeah. Um, the Titans, honestly, when you look at how they've played this year, could probably be a 4-1, and 5-0 and team with a yeah. really good quarterback. Definitely. Um, he's just not a really good quarterback. Um, the second one that comes to mind is Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I feel for the guy. I don't, again, it's similar to Stafford. I don't necessarily think he's a bad quarterback by any means. I think he's talented. I think he's a smart guy. Definitely. Um, he's not in a great situation, I don't think. Doesn't have a ton of playmakers. O-line is pretty rough. But I just can't rationalize Mac Jones being the guy that you build your team around. No. Whether I think he would play a lot better and have better numbers if he had a better team around him, I think that's true. Mm. But even then, I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. Definitely. And number three, um, in defiance to recency bias, uh, Justin Fields still does need to be replaced, in my opinion. Yeah. And I, I'll give you the cold hard facts right here. Okay. Oh, I, I looked at this. I was like, okay, dude, dude's been balling for two weeks. Let's dig deeper. What's going on? Because this doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. I'm about to blast your commanders here. I think here. that makes sense. He did. Justin Fields uh, had an insane game against Denver mm-hmm. two weeks ago. 
Uh, Denver's defense in the last four games has mm-hmm. given up 35, 70, 28, and 31 points. Then Justin Fields went and had a great game against the Commanders. The Commanders in the last four games have given up 33, 37, 34, and 40 points. Oof. So we have not seen – we've seen them have good games clearly against two awful defenses yeah. and awful secondaries. Yeah. I don't think he's the guy still. When he can have a good game against a Ravens defense, a Chiefs defense, a Jaguars defense, I believe. But up until now, I still think if you're choosing between him and Caleb Williams, it's an absolute no-brainer. Dude, absolutely. So those are my three. But okay. I, I'm so curious how you would fill out this list. No, you crushed it. I mean, you really crushed it. And I think this will go hand-in-hand hand with the end of our next segment as well. Is you know, with, with who actively has a good person to replace them with. Um, I would say those are probably the biggest red flags. I'd actually mm-hmm. agree with those three. Stafford and Smith actually didn't make my list. Wow, okay. I don't think uh, that you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I just think that they may be less urgent than some other folks. So um, who would I put on my like dark yellow list? Daniel Jones, for sure. Yeah. Not not the future. They've already overpaid. Yeah, what a tough situation they're in right now. Terrible. Desmond Ritter. I have seen nothing that makes me believe in Desmond Ritter. Fair. I frankly would be totally fine with them pivoting on him. Yep. Uh, Russell Wilson. I'm a Broncos fan. We got it. I mean, honestly, I would just take the L and get the best quarterback I could in next year's draft. Yeah. And I'd just eat it. I would just wow. eat it. Quite honestly, okay. I think he's he's just not the guy you paid for. Yeah. Um, and then I think uh, I think Kirk Cousins again, not because Kirk is actually bad. I think he's fine. I just think Minnesota has had too much talent over the last couple of seasons. Just really not been able to get it done. Super fair. So I'd say those are the dark yellows. I agree, I agree with all of those. Yeah. And then the three that I'd be like maybe light yellow. I think Josh Dobbs has shown some things, but yeah. I think clearly Arizona needs to move on. Clearly. I think Kenny Pickett has shown some things. He was on. He was on my possible list as well sadly because i really like the guy i, I think pull he's a yellow. Said, yeah i pull a yellow i'm like he could be the guy i'm not sure and then i'd say this guy's a yellow but like could easily move into the red is dak prescott that's, i think we just need to like look in the mirror here it for sounds a like a hot take it's not I, mean, I i think that's very rational i think people need to consider uh what would the cowboys be this year with a, an elite quarterback well yeah i mean if you think right now so kind of the five quarterbacks that we listed as the best quarterbacks yeah if the cowboys had mahomes allen herbert burrow or jackson it would be undeniable to say that they would be better than they are right now like that's just a it's a fact and I think that they would have gone toe-to-toe with San Francisco last week. Absolutely. And you think about what was what, what held them back in that game, it was boneheaded decisions by Dak. And, of mm-hmm. course, McCarthy's part of the problem, too. So. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Any last thoughts there? I don't really have any last thoughts. And I'm wondering, as I'm looking at our, our sheet here, yeah. should we move up point A, B, D now? Yeah. Let's, Let's do it because we're Let's right just go in straight there. there. Yeah, Let's why don't go. you why don't you take us there? All right, guys, you yeah. guys just got a behind the scenes of that. the thought process here. It was yeah. crazy. Uh, so we're just gonna go right away. The unanimous number one pick. Something unbelievable would have to happen for this man not to be the number one pick yeah. in next year's NFL draft. Is going to be Caleb Williams of USC slash previously Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, dude mm-hmm. is unbelievable. Uh, that team will not win a national championship or a conference championship this year, by the way, because the defense is so bad. Yeah. But he is clearly the best player in college football, and it's not particularly close in my opinion. Um, 
what are the most likely landing places for Caleb Williams? I'd like to hear your thoughts first. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I'd say in uh, in the spirit of um, Mount Rushmore's, why don't I pick for you uh, who my four okay. spots would be? Um, I think two of them, this is me just spitballing, I think two of them would be really great spots for him to land, and yep. I think two of them would be really terrible spots for him to land. Okay. So um, I'd say, uh, and these are not in order, um, but the two spots that I think would be actually pretty great for him to land would be uh, the Denver Broncos, yep. believe it or not. I think having a having a coach with the brain of Sean Payton and the time for his systems actually kick in, people are falling into exactly what Sean Payton and his idiocy fell into uh, with Sean Payton. Yeah. Sean Payton should have kept his freaking mouth closed and not made fun of Hackett, who yeah. wasn't given any time to put anything in place before he was judged. Well, guess what's happening now to Sean Payton, right? Um, I think Sean Payton with an elite performer like Caleb Williams, who really is kind of like birthed out of this Russell Wilson movement to some degree, Fair. could be the guy for him. The only, posi- only place I think it would be better for him would be if the Rams somehow could grab him. That would be... And move. Let's not forget that currently uh, L.A. is... What, uh, two and three? Two and three, but they're um, in an incredibly difficult division, especially yeah. because the Cardinals are playing better than any one and four team in history. <laughs> they're um, in every game. So I think it's really possible the Rams get to halfway through the season and ship off Stafford and just blow it up and, and yeah. move on for him. So I could see that. Those would be my two, like, yep, great spots. I've got three other spots that could happen. Okay. But the two I'm like, I really would hate to see it happen, but I think that it might happen, mm-hmm. are Arizona, if he agrees to go there. Yeah. you got a defensive coach in Gannon, and I don't think a whole lot of prospects, and I think he might be running for his life. Mm-hmm. And where I know he'd be running for his life and has literally no offensive acumen at this point would be the New England Patriots, who are 1-4, and four, and yep. literally a dumpster fire. Yep. So Completely. those are my four possible spots. Okay. I've got a couple extra depending on where you go with it. Okay. Well, I'll give you my two spots that feel like the most obvious, yeah. at least teams that are going to be available to take them. Sure. And then I'm going to give you three that I think might, yeah. and one specifically that I think should do everything they can to get him. Hit me with it. I, um, it. I think obviously still the most likely team to probably get him is the Chicago Bears. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, I don't think Justin Fields is the guy. Um, he's had two really good weeks against two really bad defenses. Um, it's just hard to rationalize if Justin Fields is there and Caleb Williams is available for you to pass on Caleb Williams. Yeah. Unless you want to just go, we're just going to take Marvin Harrison and another piece with our top two picks. Yes. Maybe you really like Justin Fields. Uh, which, clarify that quickly. We are going to yeah, have... Yeah, so the Chicago Bears have the top two draft picks, which is unbelievable. They have so many options. They really could take Marvin Harrison number one and stick with Justin Fields, trade off the second pick, take another piece. They could trade both, but, like, it's yeah. honest, it's a crazy situation that they're in. Um, I mean, they have they could trade both those picks and get about almost anyone in the league. Yeah. Um, it's a crazy trade value that they have right now. Uh, the other team, and this is maybe a little controversial, uh, but I saw some chatter about this, and I agree, is the Carolina Panthers. Whoa. Tell me right now, based on what we've seen from Caleb Williams in college, 
and say he has an unbelievable combine if he combines. He may not. Yeah. If Bryce Young continues to play the way he's playing uh-huh. or gets worse and the Carolina Panthers still have no wins, the last winless team in the NFL, mm-hmm. and you have the you have the number one pick in the NFL. Like, are you telling me that you're going to trust that Bryce Young's going to get better with better pieces? Mm. Or are you going, I'm not going to take Caleb Williams? Like, that's honestly a situation that people aren't really talking about a lot. It's a very strange position that they could find themselves in. Yeah. They could go one of two ways. They could take Marvin Harrison, number one, and say, we're going to stick with Bryce Young. But it's hard for me to believe they wouldn't at least think about taking Caleb Williams. No. Um, so those are the two most likely to me right now, simply because Carolina still has yet to win a game. And yes. I don't know if they will win a game. They right. look particularly like bad. They've they don't played look some good. bad teams already, yeah. too. Yeah. So those would be my two that I feel like would be the most likely at least to be in position to get them. Okay. Two teams that I think you could go to are teams that you mentioned, okay. Arizona and New England. Okay. I think they would both be terrible situations. But again, I think if either of those teams were there to take him, they're not going to not take him. Mm-hmm. Here's the team that I think at this point should do absolutely everything they can to get Caleb Williams and to keep maybe one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver that we've ever seen on the team, is the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. A one-win team, one and four. Who saw that coming? Justin Jefferson, I don't think he's going to play again this season. I don't think he's happy. It sounds yeah. like the rumor is he wants out. If you're Minnesota right now and you're going, okay, we're going to lose our quarterback in the offseason, very mm-hmm. most likely, and mm-hmm. now we're going to lose who might be the GOAT wide receiver. Yeah. You got to do something to keep him. If you got the number one pick as Minnesota, imagine Caleb Williams, a rookie year with Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Be unbelievable. And I think that would be more than enough to. If I'm Justin Jefferson, I'm absolutely staying. Like, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, you just for draft sure. Caleb, Caleb Williams. Caleb is everything that Kurt had. Kurt yeah. Not. So, similar to Carolina, where it's kind of this scenario that people aren't really talking about. If Minnesota was smart, they know they're not making the playoffs. Kirk Cousins does not have that much long left of being an elite quarterback if he's an elite quarterback. And Justin Je- Jefferson's thinking of leaving. It feels like a no brainer to me for them to tank the rest of the season. Coda, those are some great takes. I I love it. I think this is going to be one of the most fun drafts ever, considering so there are drama. so many other guys that they all are going to have to evaluate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just say the only other two teams to mention are um, the New York Giants and the Sweet. Tennessee Titans. The Giants, yeah. I think, probably won't be in the sweepstakes, and also did just pay for... Daniel Jones are going to have all kinds of things to worry about. Yeah, the Titans. I think it, they're actually in a similar position to Minnesota. I think it's less alluring for Caleb, but I think they should still do everything they can to be in that conversation. Absolutely. Uh, and and if not, maybe they're a place that you know Gardner Minshew or somebody who has a really yep. good season as a stand-in. Yeah. Well, you uh, know, could go to what I just realized too with the Giants. The Giants could be in a, a nice position potentially mm-hmm. um, to package a Jones slash draft pick trade to someone as well. Yes, um, you could trade up. Say, I mean, if the Giants have a top ten pick, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would entertain a top ten pick and Daniel Jones in return for a higher pick or yeah. a proven decent quarterback. Right. So that's actually interesting. They might be in a pretty decent position in the draft. Yeah. Um, Wow, it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to stick with the NFL because it's we're just in the midst of it all. It's It's been a beautiful season. So much parody. So um, much. And because of that, we're going to rank each of our top tens 
to date right now. Yeah. And because of all this parody, I imagine we're going to differ a lot. Yeah. Because um, truly outside of one and two, I was like pulling hairs. I was like, honestly. Yeah. So many of these teams could land anywhere on this list for me. Can I uh, swap pens with you, by the absolutely. way? Absolutely. Just for uh, absolutely. making this a little bit easier to track. Yeah. So how do you want to do this, Ben? Why don't we do it like we did the last one, which is... Uh, Just go back and forth? Counting back from 10, going back and forth. I love it. Yeah. All right, well, it. I'll start with my 10. Okay. Then. Um, this is a pick that I could literally see like six or seven teams in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to give it to my own Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Simply because they've lost two games by a total of six points. Yeah. Um, to a team that's pretty good and a team that has scored the most points in the league. Um, they have a solid win at Minnesota. Uh, Justin Herbert's playing at an MVP level. Really, all they need is a defense to not give up more than 28 points a game, and they'll win a ton of games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're still really hard to trust, so I'm going to have them at number 10 right now. Okay. No, I love it. I love it. They um, were in my top 12. Yep. Um, I think they're probably right there at 11, um, just edging out the Bucks at 12, I would say. But mm. I actually have the Seattle Seahawks. I think Fair. Um, they're a feisty 3-1 and one team. Yep. Um, I think that they have competed really well. They won uh, on the road early in an impressive victory, I think, in Minnesota. Um, I, I really just see them as a team that plays for each other, and I think – Kind of like the team I have at number nine. I think they're actually sneaky good and have just had a couple stinkers. Okay. Um, but I, I do see them being what we thought they were coming into the yep. season, which is a highly competitive team. I agree with that. Um, I think we're going to have teams similarly placed yeah. here. Yeah. Um, my number nine is going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars. Great. Um, team that started off on a sour note this year has kind of pulled it together the last few weeks pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them as a Super Bowl contender this year personally, right? Uh, but I absolutely see them as a top nine team right yeah, now. Absolutely. And I, I have them at nine as well, partly because uh, that win against Buffalo, which I will just say, I don't know if I told you that I called it, but I sure as hell called it. Oh my gosh. Oh, you did tell me that. Um, I remember that. And I have text proof. It's, it's <laughs> really just because I was listening to some people that are smarter than I am. Yep. But, you know, they've been in London for a while. So I, I also don't want to overinflate that win either. But they've still got Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson's a good coach. I think they've yep. just got a lot of things going for them. Totally. Uh, Calvin Ridley has really emerged as someone who's trustworthy this season. Uh, I, I think ETN's a real good back. So they are a good pick for number nine. Yeah. Um, is it me now for number eight? No, it is you. I guess I'll just go. Yeah, yeah why not? Um, I have the Baltimore Ravens at eight. Um, they have not been consistent this year. They've also been injured this year. I think for them to be at three and two uh, and have had some pretty like feisty wins, uh, a plus 34 differential right now in terms of points, uh, I feel like it's a really odd week to be high on them. Hmm. But I think that they're just not as like sharp as they need to be but i i'm really i'm bullish on them down the stretch i agree with that. um and lamar is still healthy which is great so i like baltimore at eight well it's great because i've also got baltimore at eight there you go so wow. we are so synchronized right now wow. um and for all the reasons you just said yeah um i again i think lamar's playing great um i feel really affirmed by this team because I, I felt like this team was yeah. going to be really good coming out of that division 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm not quite sure if they're, it's similar to Jacksonville. I'm not quite sure if they're a Super Bowl contending team for me. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see a little more offensively, uh, but I think eight feels right for mm-hmm. them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll just go with seven. Yeah. Uh, seven for me, I have the Seahawks a few okay. spots higher than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I just think they're a feisty team. They're sitting at three and one. Um, they've kind of defied the narrative. Before this season, uh, yeah. I think most people really thought they'd take a significant step back. Geno's still playing well. The defense is really good. Um, they've always got a great home field advantage. Uh, so, yeah, I like Seahawks at seven right now. I love it. Okay. Um, I may have this team lower than anybody else, but yep. I think that this weekend spoke to who they are, in my opinion. I have Dallas at number seven. Oof. I find that they, there are six teams I think are more impressive than Dallas Cowboys as an aggregate of their coaching, their QB, and their offense-defense split. Yep. I don't believe in their coach. Not still don't I think McCarthy's the guy. I don't believe in their quarterback. I know that Dak is not the guy. And we're now seeing Kellen Moore was absolutely not the problem. No. And I think that this defense is good, but clearly fallible. Brock Purdy just made them look like Swiss cheese. 42 points. Unbelievable. So you're not going to get into the top five for me unless you can hang with a Super Bowl contender in San yeah. Francisco. So that's my seven. Love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, hit me with your six. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. So I have the Lions at six. Okay. Um, I'm impressed by them. I don't think they're quite a top five team, but yeah. I do think that they're a team that I see – um, being relevant for the for the remainder of the season, I think that yep. they they are they have everything that you're looking for, right? Again, yeah. a coach with a lot of buy-in, um, a very very good quarterback who is incredibly underrated, I think, and a defense that's been really really sharp. I think of Aiden Hutchinson's one-handed uh, interception that he had that was basically just like a reflex, and I'm just mm-hmm. like these guys are finally putting it together. Totally, I don't see them as a top five team. Okay, but I like them at six. All right. At six, I've got the Bills. Okay, um, wow. Yeah. Uh, the Bills, for me, are just a tough team to really read at the moment. Yeah, um, no doubt. I've had a couple games where I don't love what I'm seeing, and yeah. then a few games where I'm like, this might be the best roster in the NFL. Right. Just a very strange team. Um, I'm not quite sure what to make of them. Uh, just seems it's either really hot or really cold, yeah. uh, which is why I've kept them out of my top five, because I feel like my top five teams – for me, are teams that I feel like each week or most weeks I'm getting the same thing out of them. Um, and I don't feel that with Buffalo right now. Okay. Yeah. So who's your five? My five is the Detroit Lions. Okay. okay. Um, I love that. And I, I'm going to say this because um, the last three weeks specifically, I'm looking at it right now, mm-hmm. uh, margin of victory, 14, 14, 18. Uh, mm. Really dominating opponents. Yes. And it's, I mean, they played Atlanta, Green Bay, Carolina. It's not like they've had a great schedule but we've talked about this before like a good team should beat bad teams by 14 14 18 yeah um if detroit was beating these teams by three or four points i would go i'm not sure but good teams do beat up on bad teams i think that speaks volumes and they've been consistent i really like jerry goff so i'm gonna stick with them for five right now and still that win against kansas city is aging super well it's aging very well I have um, Philadelphia at five, which people Whoa. might find that low for an undefeated team. Yeah. I have not been impressed in any of their victories, quite honestly. Um, clearly missing Shane Steichen. Um, I think Hertz has regressed a little bit. I think it's clear yeah. that he's having to make a lot more of the decisions, mm. and I think that that has not gone well. I think you can 
tush push, you know, to the to the day is old. But I don't think that's going to get you past the top five. Yeah. Having said that, they're not bad at anything. I think True. they're like that's part of why I think they're one of the top five teams. I think that they're at least good at everything, maybe not elite at anything. So that's why I have them at five. I respect that. Um, at four, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, at four okay. right now. Okay. Um, again, kind of a hard team to read this yeah. year. I think so far, I don't yeah. know if we've seen them at a fully healthy in a fully healthy picture yet. Uh, even Kelsey's been dealing with some injuries throughout the season. Um, I don't really know what his future holds. He's 34. He's having a lot of injury trouble this year. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm worried that this team isn't going to um, make it through a season uh, right now. They just seem – I think this is clearly the weakest we've seen the Chiefs in the last six, seven years. Okay. Um, so just because I think it feels like it could break at any moment, yeah. I'll, I'm going to keep them out of my top three. Okay, okay. Well, now I know who's in your top three, barring yeah. some craziness. So I'm very <laughs> interested to hear why yep. you have them at three, if I'm yep. guessing correctly. I have Buffalo at three. Um, oh, I guess I oh, skipped four. four. Oh, wait. Oh, well, wow. There you go. We just gotta... I have Buffalo at three, just ahead of Miami at four, who okay. I'm guessing is also featured in your top three. They are. I don't know if I buy Miami, partly mm-hmm. because I was so wrong about Miami against Buffalo. So yeah. if it comes down to them being virtually equivalent teams, I have Buffalo over Miami currently. Fair. Um, granted, Miami's only loss is, is to Buffalo, Buffalo in Buffalo, mm-hmm. and Buffalo's only like horrifically bad loss is in London versus Jacksonville. So I'm yeah. like, what have we really learned? Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, I just think that Buffalo has just got a little bit more together in terms of the defensive side of the ball, I, and I I'm agree not that. sure that I completely buy Miami's offense given how solved for it Buffalo looks. Mm-hmm. So that's where I come from on my three and four. I super agree. Can I guess who you have at three? Yeah, I'm guessing you have Dallas at three. No. Really? Yeah. Do you have Miami? I don't have Dallas in my top ten. Thank God. Yeah. Okay, that's not even. News. So who uh, do you have? I do have I do have Miami at three. Um, and and what I'll say for Miami at three is I know the Buffalo loss looms pretty big. Um, I feel like I try to remind myself to not get too high on early season victories. Yeah. Especially when it felt like going into that game, it felt more like it was a game where Buffalo needed to prove something. Yeah. Rather than. Miami really needing this week three W yeah um or week four W, um so I don't know I I feel like if you put them on a neutral field right now I don't think Buffalo would beat them by twenty eight again yeah um I think there were a lot of emotions going into that game, I just think Miami's offense has been too consistent outside of a single performance yes um, where I just feel like their defense can give up you know twenty five to thirty five points every game and I'm not really worried that Mike McDaniel's is gonna somehow figure out how to score more points. Yeah. Uh, so just because of that, I'll put them at my number three. Uh, but I guess I'll go into my top Please. two. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. what I'll say is three through ten, really three through 30, are just on a different playing field, a lesser playing field to me right now than my top two. Okay. Um, which I'm going to go with the Eagles at number two. Yeah. Uh, simply because, and you kind of mentioned it, they're just not bad at something. Yeah. Right. I don't think they're as good as they are last year, but they don't really have a glaring weakness. Right. Um, and they're just good at everything. 
I don't think Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback by any means. I think he's a great manager. I think their defense is more than good enough. They've got playmakers. They still have shown they haven't lost a game this year. They know how to win games. So I'm going to keep them at two for right now. I love it. Well, obviously I have Kansas City at yep. two. Um, and I, I'm higher on them than you are, partly because I don't punish them quite as much for a very winnable game. I think they should be 5-0. and Probably. Um, I, the Detroit loss was, I think, more of a reflection of how prepared and good Detroit was. Totally. Um, I really think that there's a huge separation right now between the number one team for both of us, the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. and the rest of the league. And they're a big part of why um, I don't think Philadelphia will sniff the Super Bowl again this year. Yeah, um, Having said that, I'm really curious to see, because I think one of us is correct about Miami. I think one of us is correct about Philly, and one of us is correct about Kansas City. I'm mm. curious to see. I think we feel pretty similarly-ish about Buffalo. Yeah. I just happened to throw them in the beginning of that little pack in the mm-hmm. middle. And you have them at the bottom of that pack in the middle. But I, I do think that a lot's going to be seen in the next three quarters of this season. Totally. So talk to me about San Francisco, though, as we close this. What are you impressed with about them? Yeah, I mean, what's well, not to be impressed? I mean, when you say, or when I say the Eagles are good at everything, the 49ers are great at everything. They're great at everything. They're just, there's genuinely not a single weakness on that team. And it's not an overreaction. Like, every single part of that team is great. Yeah. Um. And they've dominated essentially every single opponent they've played this year in pretty dominating fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they dismantled a Cowboys team that just mere two, three weeks ago people were thinking was going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, and by 32 points. Like, this team is just on a different level right now. They've got Mr. Uh, Irrelevant playing like he's an MVP caliber quarterback. Definitely I mean, it's, it's now. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I texted you the other night. I, I don't know who's going to beat them. Um, Definitely not. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's not much else to say other than they literally don't have a weakness. It's just a perfectly crafted team, a well-coached team. They know they're good, too. Um, so they play like it. Like, they're yeah. just really, really good. And they have an MVP candidate. It's just not Brock Purdy. Yeah, it's literally there's multiple players on this team that you'd be like, that's an MVP candidate right now. It's unreal. I mean, yeah. I think McCaffrey's putting together one of the craziest seasons. My prayer is just that he stays, stays healthy. Stays healthy, so. yep. As we aggregate these, I'm going to definitely need your help. Yep. We have three teams, as far as I can tell, the same. So yep. they're locked in. San Francisco at one, Baltimore at eight, Jacksonville at nine. Yeah, okay. nine. So for number two, I have Kansas City at two. You have Philadelphia at two. Kansas City is four for you. Philly is five for me. Um, and then we've got Miami at three for you, four for me. Buffalo at three for me, six for you. So I think the way it does shake out, I think it probably is um, Kansas City at two. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and and just because they get a little bit of an edge there, and I think Miami is the clear three. That's what I'm feeling too. Um, which I think is probably pretty accurate right now. Um, then it's a little bit on the dicier side, but I'd say it, it's actually, no, it's got to be Philly at four. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, because you've got them at two and I've got them at five, so that definitely pulls them to four. But then I, I would feel good with playing Buffalo at five. Buffalo yeah. five, Detroit six is probably more accurate. Yep. Um, and that really does kind of open it up for us then. So I had Dallas at seven, you had Seattle at seven. 
Um, but we both had Seattle, so I think that actually probably pulls them above Jacksonville, and I'm actually really okay with that. Cool. Um, what's funny is that also pulls them above Baltimore, but I, I actually think that they're a little feistier than Baltimore right now. I agree. So the question remains, who do we put at 10? 10. Do we put in the Dallas Cowboys, or do we put in the Los Angeles Chargers? I would argue... The Dallas Cowboys have had a better season than the I would, Chargers. Oh, I would completely agree. But I don't know if long-term they're the 10th best team. I'm not sure. Well, what's great is I think we stick with Dallas at 10. Okay. Because these teams are going to play in a few days. Yeah. And we'll know. I love that. So you heard it here first. Just like our college top 10, I feel really good about I feel I would I would put this up against any top 10 right now and yeah. feel not crazy at all. Let's um let's do this, Coda. Let's nix the Super Bowl faves MVP frontrunners. I it. think clearly we don't know anything at this point. <laughs> uh, and we've already talked about who we think the Super Bowl favorites are. Yep. Um, but let's move on to pick them. Okay? I love it. So the last time we did this was actually two weeks ago. It was the weekend of the 29th of September to the October 1st. The October 1st. <laughs> um, college, we uh, picked three games. We had Texas beating Kansas on their on their home field, defending their home field. Oregon State defending their home field uh, over Utah. And then Notre Dame going to Duke yep. and beating them in what was a very fun game. Um, remember me when I say this. I, I was undefeated from those three picks, and I'm very proud about that. Very you impressive. were 2-1, and one and you I think, quite honestly, you picked Kansas just to be different, which yeah. is totally fine. And also... They played with second-string quarterback. So there you I'll put go. that out there. I'll there put that you out go. There. Yeah, and, and, and we've learned a little bit more about Texas since this game yep. with their loss to Oklahoma. So um, I'm mentioning that I was 3-0 and because I was 1-2 and in the NFL. Brutal. And you were 3-0. and So you were absolutely like on the vein of the NFL. Bills pummeled the Dolphins. They really did. The Texans pummeled the Steelers. And the Broncos were given back. a W. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't do Did anything to get that, yeah. Technically defeat a very impressive yeah. Justin Fields yeah. and the Bears. Um, so, Coda, you came out of the week at 5-1. and one. I came out of the week at 4-2, and two, bringing us to a tie for the wow. season, 15-9. and nine. Um, Any game that you feel like stuck wow. out for you that you want to highlight quickly from the college or NFL ranks? Um, I mean, I think Oregon State over Utah was a particularly big win for Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Um that defense is really, really good. Um, I don't think they're going to contend for a conference championship. Yeah. I don't think the offense is quite there, but I was impressed. Utah has had Oregon State's number for a few years now, so that was a big win. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you do NFL too, just because you were so on, so on point there. Wow. Um, I would say Broncos over Bears, simply because I think it just it paints a larger picture that that team still needs so much work done. Um, just an unbelievable display of poor coaching to yeah. give your team a loss there. Uh, I would say Bills over Dolphins, but again, I think that was more of an emotional win than anything. Uh, but truly that Broncos-Bears game was just like, man, this this team is not where it needs to be yet in any way. I really thought the wheels were going to fall off the bus two weeks in a row. I thought so too. That I was game hoping for shocked it. me. Yeah. I was hoping for it. My commanders looked amazing <laughs> and they're all blacks. And they looked great. The they looked great, yeah. Thing about truly. Them. Um, so this week we've got three college games and three NFL games. Um, Coda, why don't you take us through the three college games and maybe just go straight into your picks? I love it. Uh, I'm going to work myself backwards here yeah. based on what I've listed. 
Uh, this is a pretty Pac-12 RIP heavy week for us. Yeah. Uh, a really fun game, very underrated because it's a great slate this weekend. But number eighteen UCLA at number fifteen Oregon State. Yeah. Uh, teams with both really good defenses. We knew Oregon State's defense would be good. UCLA's defense under Chip Kelly is extremely surprising. Uh, I don't think they've given up more than seventeen offensive points in a game this year. Uh, I'm I'm really floored by what they've done, and they've been winning this game to the freshman QB. Uh, I would love Oregon State to win this game, but I think I'm going to go with Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins here. Okay, awesome. Keep keep rolling. Keep rolling. all right. Uh, we got USC at Notre Dame, number ten, number twenty one. Uh, USC is probably the least impressive undefeated team right now, barring maybe James Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply because I do think USC would most likely beat James Madison, but that's probably fair. Uh, USC. Out of any of the undefeated Power Fives, is absolutely the most underwhelming so far. Uh, Caleb Williams is great. That's undeniable. The defense is so bad and truly just historically awful. Um, I still think, even with that, they'll probably beat Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's offense has been reeling these last few weeks. It's a great timing for USC's defense to play a bad offense and maybe get some confidence going. Yeah. Caleb Williams is going to feast on that Notre Dame secondary. USC wins. I think by two or three touchdowns there. Uh, then the biggest game of the weekend for the country and for Coda is number eight Oregon at number seven Washington. Uh, this is a huge game. Um, yes, it's actually unbelievable. And Washington has the line right now. I think simply because it's in Seattle, because mm-hmm. uh, it's only like two and a half points right now. That feels like a home line. Yeah. Uh, on paper, Oregon should win this game. Yeah. It's it's kind of undeniable. On paper, Oregon. Clears every single statistical category except maybe two. Yeah. Um, but games aren't played on paper. They're played on the field. Uh, Michael Penix is unbelievable. That passing attack is unbelievable. Washington hasn't really played a great passing defense, which Oregon has one. Mm. Um, Washington also doesn't defend the run, the ball, or the run very well. It's going to be rainy. The forecast is tons of rain in Seattle. means both teams will probably have to lean on the run. Washington doesn't have a run game. It feels like, not a homer pick, it feels like, given the circumstances, Oregon should win this game. Okay. Oregon's run defense is better than Washington's, or run offense is better than Washington's run defense. Oregon has a better defense than Washington's face. It's going to be raining. I'll say Oregon close by seven points. Okay. Those are my college picks. Oh, I love them. And, like, that's some great analysis, Thank too, you. right there. Thank you so much. Um, I'll start with the pick I'm most confident in. Pick. I think Dan Lanning's going to have those guys ready. It feels like that, right? I think they get done, partly because I think that they're focused on the bigger picture this year. I think so, too. And they realize, like, dude, we got to get this done. I agree. They cannot lose to Washington, especially with the slate that they have coming up with Washington and USC. Yeah, we can't lose in week six right now. We have too many big games left. They'll have a chance if they do, but at that point it becomes win win, win, or it's over. Which will be really challenging. I agree. Um... I really want so that by the way the line is three three yep for Wash um the line is three for Notre Dame that is so surprising to me and I'd say uh I don't think that Notre Dame is better than USC no. I'm tempted to pick Notre Dame but I'm gonna go with USC as well because I want to and I like if I was betting I might go Notre Dame fair but. Um, I am going to say that USC learned their lesson uh, after the Arizona scare. Um, mm. And I am going to say this. I think that Oregon State actually 
continues to run. I love it. Um, they're favored by three and a half over mm-hmm. UCLA, which again I think it shows that Vegas actually does agree with me that they're very slightly better than <laughs> a home nod favorite. Yeah. I think that UCLA is a, a great team. I just don't know if they're quite going to show up in, how do you say it, Corvallis, something like that? Corvallis. Corvallis, yeah. whatever. Something. Armpit of Oregon. Corvallis. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to show up and get the win there. Fair, fair. Uh, but I had to be different from you too. So. I like that, I like that. Do you want to take us through the NFL? I will, I, I will. Um, okay, so we've got three games here. I'm going to give them to you, and then I'm going to pull up the lines. So... The New Orleans Saints going to the Houston Texans. I think no one had this game circled uh, starting the season, but thank you, C.J. Stroud, for showing up well. Uh, Detroit Lions at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Definitely not a game we thought would be super competitive. It is. It is. Dallas at Los Angeles Chargers. I think a game that we didn't know would be this competitive. This this important for both teams, truly. Incredibly important. Yeah. So I'm going to pull up the lines. Let's go one at a time. Okay. Um, New Orleans at Houston. Um, my my gut immediately wants to say that the Texans, who are incredibly feisty, will defend their home turf. Believe it or not, the line is one and a half to New Orleans, which I think actually does say that um, Vegas is afraid to give te- the Texans a favorite here. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say that Houston gets it done. Um, I don't think that the Saints are world beaters. Yep. But I actually think that it's going to look a lot like the Pittsburgh-Houston uh, game um, where I think that the Texans exposed a defense that was pretty good by just making smart decisions. Yeah. Um, and I think this will be kind of a further coming out for C.J. Stroud. What do you What do you think about with that game? I agree. I think okay. Houston wins this. I'm going to say also I think C.J. Stroud – Throws his first interception of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it right now, a little side pick, but I still think they'll bet. come with the dub. Okay, I'm going to just say CJ's first pick. I'm writing that down. Um, okay, how about this one? Uh, we've got Detroit at Tampa Bay. I'm guessing, this is, if I was to just put the line there, I would say um, Detroit by three and a half. Dude, I, I'm going to go Detroit by two. Okay, so I apparently have been doing this for too long. It is Detroit by three and a half. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's really funny. I feel like Nick Wright here. For that's incredible. Um, I, I think that the, the smart the smart money is on Detroit. Yeah. Um, I, and I think you're probably going to agree with me on that. Yeah. However, let's just put it out there. No one's going to be surprised if Tampa Bay wins this game. No. It's been an unbelievable season. My hat is off to Baker. Yep. I think he's remaking him, his image right now. Totally. Um, I think he fits this culture better than any culture he's probably ever fit. Yeah, I agree. What do you think with that game? And what I'm actually going to say is I think the Bucks win this game. Okay, okay. Um, I love it. Again, I'm really high in Detroit. I think it's a really talented team. Yeah. I still don't think they are prone to losing a bad game. We've already seen it. Okay. We've already seen them have a huge win against the Chiefs and then lose a really bad game the next week. Yeah. Uh, I think they're due. They've had three great weeks of football. I think they're due for a loss. I don't think it's going to be as big of a picture as people make it out to be. I think that I still think they'll be in the playoffs, but I think Tampa Bay takes this one. I love it. I love when we disagree. Okay, so this one's going to get personal all of a sudden. Yeah. Let me try and play the line game again. Okay. So let's see. Dallas just came off of a very bad road loss, so they're going to definitely be deflated. They're, I would say, probably considered nationally as a better team, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think they necessarily are. It is the Chargers' home. 
I'm going to say this is actually the same line. Detroit and Tampa Bay was negative three and a half. I'm saying it's Dallas by three and a half. I'm going to go L.A. by one. Okay. I'm going to straight it. pick them. No, I love it. Let's uh, let's see. I went the wrong direction. Okay. So, uh, if you aggregated ours, we were correct. It was um, Dallas by two and a half. All right. I'll take it. So, um, that I think says a lot. That yeah. They're not even giving them a field goal. Oh. My brain wants to confidently say Dallas. Mm-hmm. My heart wants to confidently say Los Angeles. Um, I'm going to go Dallas. Fair, fair. Here's Understood. why. I think Dallas is absolutely pissed off. Agreed. And they're still healthy. Yeah. So I think a pissed off, healthy Dallas on Monday. Yep. I think they go in and I think they outlast the Chargers, even though they want to beat the crap out of them. Yep. That's my pick. I love it. Here's why I'm going to pick the Chargers. Yep, love it. I'm a homer, yep. number one. Yeah. Uh, number two, both teams are in very similar positions. I think Dallas is pissed yep. and feels like they need this game. Yep. I think the Chargers know that they're 2-2 two and two and go to Kansas City next week and need this game. Ooh, um, okay. There's no way the Chargers can go into Kansas City 2-3. and three. Yep. There's, there's no way. Um, the Chargers can go into Kansas City 3-2 and two and lose that game and still feel decent about where they're at. Mm-hmm. 500 through six games with as much turmoil as they've dealt with the first six weeks, six, seven weeks. Mm-hmm. Also, I trust Justin Herbert. The last two seasons have proved when the Chargers' backs are against the wall, he shows up. Yeah. He's already done it this season. Chargers are 0-2. They go into Minnesota 40-47, 400 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I think the Chargers need this win more than the Cowboys do. Yeah. The Cowboys can afford to drop to 3-3. Three and three. They're going to play angry, but I think the Chargers know like this is a – this is a season-defining loss. Yeah. Because uh, truly going into Kansas City 2-3 and three is is a terrible scenario to be in. Uh, so I think Justin Herbert's going to play out of his mind. I think the defense has been improving. Yeah. Um, it's at home. Contrary to popular belief, the Chargers draw a good home crowd. The Rams actually draw way worse home crowds than the Chargers. Uh-huh. We've been to Chargers games. We, we know this. There's a lot um, of so I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Okay, let me hit you three three quick questions. Yeah, hit me. Um, Justin Herbert's finger is okay. It's fine. Non-throwing hand. He'll yeah. be in a glove. He'll be fine. Okay. Um, the Chargers, oh, we'll start with the less fun one yeah. uh, here. The Chargers dropped to 2-4 and four after losing to the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Do you fire Brandon Staley? Have to. I don't think there would be any choice at that point. I think that's probably correct. Okay, yeah. third, um, I need you to pick me a prop bet for this game. Ooh, wow. Like what I did with CJ Stroud? Yep, I'm going to give you one back in a second. Oh, my God. Okay. It, I can pick anything. Here. Anything you want. Your most confident take on this game. My most confident take? Honestly, I would say that the Chargers win. Okay. And Justin Herbert throws for four touchdowns. Wow. That's what I would say. That's quite a parlay. I wonder what that would pay out. I okay. wonder. Chargers win and Herbie for four tutties. Wow. Okay. I love that. Mine for you is I've got golf getting three touchdowns in Tampa Bay. Ooh, I love that, dude. Oh, man. We need to start doing more prop bets because this is fun. I think they're really yeah. fun. I think golf like has to have three touchdowns. He needs to, yeah. I mean, that's probably inaccurate, actually. Ooh. Mm, okay. Mm. <laughs> now that I'm saying that out loud, okay, I'm going to alter mine. Okay. I'm going to say golf two, Montgomery two. Wow. That would be even more fun of a, of a parlay um, because this man has been popping off. 
Wow. Um, wow, we've definitely had a longer episode cut here, it's but fine. that was that was some gold for you. You're welcome, humble listeners. This was truly a beautiful episode. Um, I'm gonna need you to come back next week because I don't know what I'm gonna be saying about the Dodgers, and we're gonna be talking about the MLB playoffs next week. Either I'll be talking about an incredible three game comeback. Or I'll be talking about how there needs to be a huge overhaul of this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll be talking more football and NBA preseason rankings. I really like it when you're going with this, Ben. Yep. So come back next week for the iconic episode 29 of the fourth quarter podcast.